Modelo Felidus. Oh, Cut no. that part. You already had one of those. I know. Yeah. I don't know why I have Jar Jar in my head right now. It's kind of weird. That's not good. That's not great. Yeah. But here we are. Ugh. A nice happy hour edition of Green and Lewis. I know. Welcome to early early version. Old podcast style. It feels kind of nice. It feels kind of nice to come home from work and hit the pod. Oh. You know? This is cutting into my nap time right now, so I'm a little like, oh boy. Oh, no. <laughs> we know what happens when we cut into <laughs> daddy's nap time. <laughs> Daylight savings time now. Half the day is gone. Yeah. Shop shit. Um, you know, because after you work six days in a row, you maybe get a little turn. Maybe you get a bottle of red wine on an empty stomach and you go, woo! Oh, I would say that's valid. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. So I was like, I have to take some sleepy time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when you do laundry, meaning just take it to the place. Yeah. And a dry cleaner, wow. That's so many things. That is a lot of things. You know, I don't know. I, dr- I drug my laundry to the place last night after work. And uh, now that it's dark early, that does feel like a task. Even though it takes fun. less yeah. than five minutes. Ah, uh, well. You know, I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to drag an Ikea bag. Uh-huh. Two blocks. Yeah. This is the horrendous life that I live. Well. You know. It could be worse. It could be Gaza. But, Ooh. you know, hey. Wow. That's yeah, a I, was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, the silence of a 10 foot pull of no touchies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like, I could either go for a run or go see Mrs. Marvel's, the marvelous Mrs. Marvel's or whatever. <sighs> Man, I just and have, I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm I just go have zero park. interest. You know, I, I think I mentioned to you off the pod, the next time I want to go to the movies, it's perhaps to see Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. the Scorsese joint. But uh, I don't know how committed I am to the theaters these days. Why? Because I haven't had like an exuberant experience in a long time. Oh. You know, John Wick 4, it's like, mm, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. You know, what do we go see one time? Like uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange or whatever, Doctor Strange movie? Did we go? Or we did go to one of those. That was like the last time I saw a Marvels in the theater and it was huh. not good. So I'm trying to think, you know, I just I haven't been to the theater and thought, oh, that was worth it oh, in a, yeah. in a long mean, time. And I know the Scorsese film is probably great, but I also know that it's four hours long you know. and I would prefer to be at home in my slovenly get up with access to peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's in, in nearly unlimited supply. Huh. You know, I mean, you could also just sneak them into a theater and then they're <sighs> literally in it. You know, I only like to go to the theaters that serve food, and for some reason I feel supreme guilt about sneaking food into the fir- food-serving theaters. Oh, yeah, fuck them. I guess they probably wouldn't care. They At this point, they're just zoos anyways. They don't even feel special anymore. No, it's not special. So, um, No, I'm very excited. I was just reading about uh, All of Us Strangers that's coming out. I don't know what that is. It's based off of a, a novel from 1987, hmm. um, but it's got... Uh, Paul Mezcal and uh, Paul Mezcal, Mescal. Oh, I don't know who that is either. Oh, this I, he was in uh, the Sally Rooney book movie. Other mm. people or some bullshit. I don't know. Wow, these book it's movies. English people being sad and shit, but he's yeah. hot, hot and Irish. Oh, okay. And then hot priest from Fleabag is in it, and they they're gay together. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a gay novel movie. 
It's about ghosts. It's actually about like moss. Patrick Swayze in it. Honestly, <laughs> you know that meme with the different gas cans in the gas tank. Yeah, yeah, sure. At a third one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Um, yeah, I don't no, know, man. The trailer looks like ooky spooky mm-hmm. and like sad. You know, I'm sure there's good stuff out. I'm just not giving it much of a chance. SAG strikes over. Oh, right. I forgot they gotta, that was happening. You know, got to get to work, you know. Well, then we'll get some movies in 2025. I know. I'm going to need, need some content here on this day to consume. Yeah. I Yeah. Well, did you happen to read the, the viral article from Variety magazine about the fail, the Marvel failure? No. It was actually kind of candid and interesting in a way that I, I wouldn't expect. I guess, you hmm. know, it's obvious that they're like a complete disaster as a business at this point. Like they took a really good thing and just and completely flushed it down the toilet in like three or four years. Yeah. Um, sounds right. It's an interesting article, though. I, I feel like it's probably like control of the narrative by Kevin Feige or something to just oh. like kind of get a bit of journalism out there that admits that a problem exists that and gives oopsie yeah, yeah and gives them an excuse to like overhaul the entire franchise which is apparently what they're doing like after this one the marvelous mrs marvels yeah they're they've basically like tried to reset they're like okay because you know all these movies have had like serious production delays not oh, even yeah. because of the strike yeah just because they're crap pieces of writing and directors and actors quit and everybody yeah. hates them now so the all the upcoming movies for 24 and 25 and 26 they were like let's just stop and reevaluate what we're doing here <laughs> like apparently there was some so, so there were some really funny details in there where like apparently the blade movie that was mm-hmm. supposed to come out starring Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. is that how you say his name Mahershala Ali Mahershala Ali yeah. um it went through so many rewrites that the current state of the script was such that blade was the fourth most important main character and the other three were unspecified women that were teaching him moral lessons so he threatened to quit the actor playing blade and then the director was like we can't do this without him so they were like we need to reevaluate our blade movie and see what and see what happens so yeah, and after their string of like dog shit TV shows, none of which I watched, I have no idea what's so, going on. So yeah, I have no. I don't I have, have a Disney Disney Plus. Me neither, not anymore. Too many subscriptions now, and they're all raising their prices and cutting their services. What? Yes, Net- again, Netflix and HBO both are limiting the number of accounts that have access to like, a that, single yeah. password, but also raising the price and not introducing any new features. It's kind of a bummer, hmm. but that's how they get you. You know, that's the model. But anyway, yeah. The Marvel situation is dire, and they're resetting the whole thing. Oh. I don't think that's going to pique anybody's interest anymore. Oh, they're trying to do an Avengers reboot with the original cast again. I was like, good luck. What? I mean, yeah. <laughs> aren't you trying to like cut costs and make it It was better... just done I, well, in 2021. That's how bad they shat the bed with it. Oh, yeah. Or and then the, Jonathan or... Majors has that whole scandal sex problem. He's a sex pest guy. What? You know the guy that plays No, he's a domestic or he's yeah he beat somebody, but I think she turns out like she the lady was also beating him before, so it's like a, oh it's like a Depp versus Heard situation. Yeah, maybe which, he'll get into court and be like she shat on my bed sheets, so you should let me star in Marvels again. Excuse me, that's what Amber Heard did to Depp. She's got crazy eyes, but so does he. So I'm like, well, yeah, I think he's just uh, more practiced at being crazy because he's been around the block a few more times, I and mean, he's guess. three times as old as she is. So, oh, yeah, you, I mean. <laughs> where was i that 
Oh, I was in Clems uh-huh. once, and Aquaman was playing. Oh, I thought you were going to say he walked in. I was like, oh, Jason Momoa at Clems? No. That would set off a firestorm. No, 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 no. I was, and I was like trying to watch like out of the corner of my eye, like, what was that movie? Mm. And I couldn't, you know, it was like one of the scenes where the man, the Power Ranger looking cutscene. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Because I really just wanted to see Willem Dafoe float by all, all crazy-like. Well, yeah, I have a very dim memory of that movie as well because I was we high were stoned as, as fuck. fuck. <laughs> did did I? Ever, I'm sure at the time I must have told it on the podcast, but I I think about it often where I was so high I didn't want to exit the row in the movie theater because I was afraid of like disturbing the four people to our right. So instead, there was I, no one to our right. We were on the aisle. Oh well, I climbed down through the handicapped seat in front of us because there was like a giant gap in the row in front of us and like a three foot drop where a wheelchair should be Mm -hmm. and i went down that way (laughs) because i was too high to get out and go to the aisle we were in the aisle and then it was one of those situations where i was in the bathroom and i felt like i had been in there for like 22 minutes and i (laughs) sort and i had sort of forgotten like why i was in the place i was in and like what i was doing no and then you come back in and it's not the power Rangers scene anymore it's like willem dafoe floating around bad cgi and there's like crabs underwater that movie was insane i fever dream yeah absolutely i like still can't like remember if like some of the some of the like scenes actually happened or i was hallucinating do you remember when all the fish turn into mega fish and they fight another mega fish or something (laughs) not really i mean vaguely the end of it did i hallucinate that the end of the movie is such a swarm of underwater bad cgi that it's very possible that that did happen but it wouldn't you know, there's no, you can't, there's so much happening in the image that there's nothing concrete to take away from it. Right. It's like, it's just as possible that that happened, that they, that they like formed into a giant clown and made like a laughing face. I have no idea. I mean, it's just this overstimulated, like colorful mess. So yeah, I'm sure there was mega fish. Huh. That sounds like it happened. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, but the that part- sounds insane to watch on a, a thing that you paid for. Uh, the only part of the movie that I distinctly remember is what i think is the beginning where he's on like a submarine like someone's attacking a submarine and jason momoa gets in the submarine and has like a john wick hallway fight in a submarine with like water coming into it and he like hits somebody with a torpedo oh he hits the guy who becomes who becomes the bad guy the power rangers man the power ranger bad guy yeah, yeah. and then there's ocean master because <laughs> that's that's a, that's a ocean name master, that's a, that's yeah. a name that someone made up oh jesus um, I don't know why we're talking about this, but I, I think of like the sheer hallucination. Yeah, it really was because like a Marvel, like you know, when it's like, oh, do you want to go see the gals? I'm like, I don't even remember what happened in the first one. No, no, especially when you've been out of it for a few years, you can't like re-enter those movies. I mean, it's not going to make a lick of sense at all. Uh, what did it, what was the last one? The movie before this one? Yeah, was it? I Ant-Man? have no idea. I feel like Ant-Man was like two years ago. I think there's been things in between now and then, but I couldn't tell you what they were. Oops. Yeah. I mean, there was a Thor movie somewhere in there. Uh, there's, there's, oh, that was, that's a good plane movie. That's they're about, all just fine yeah. plane movies. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they should just contract themselves to Delta Airlines and release them that way. Delta doesn't need any more bad press. Oh, well, 
Isn't it American that everybody hates? Delta's pretty good, Apparently, Americans on an upswing. Delta's really fucking over their people. Oh, is that true? I've always enjoyed Delta. It takes a lot more miles to get, you know, medallion status now. Uh, Well, that's happening across the board, you know. they're overcrowding their lounges. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Then all the the middle-class consumers that think of themselves as, like, highfalutin. Nouveau They're not Riche special anymore. They're not yeah. special anymore. But yeah, the, I got news for you. You are never special. Unless you're in the Centurion Lounge. You can sit your exactly. poor ass down. There's like, always been on. a lounge above your l- lounge. Duh. Yeah. Oh, no. This is happening across the board, though, man. You know, I, I've been telling you on and off, I've been turning a new financial leaf. I've mm-hmm. been moving a lot of money around and trying to find deals. Because interest rates are high. So you can, you yeah. know, high yield savings accounts and such. So I've been fucking around i'm i'm i got rid of my old shitty credit card and i got a brand new credit card mm. but here's the problem all the credit card reward points have decreased over oh, time yeah, they're pretty bad the cash back is bad the rewards are bad travel point like it's like fuck you either got to sit around and wait till all the free money comes helicoptering from the fed again or you got to just take the shitty deal now and hope yeah. you can accumulate some stuff i need a, a credit card with a lower aper now that good luck with that that Fuck. is never going to happen Son of a bitch. the credit card that i took um is not the best card in the world but i think it's going to work well for me because it's zero apy for 15 months i need to do like i need to get one of those do a balance transfer pay it all off and then because i that there was, you go that was the plan yes. for the one and then i didn't do it and then i was like oh shit that interest rate is high uh, Fuck me. Well, get the Chase Freedom Unlimited. If your credit score is not shitty and you already bank with Chase, which LOL. I know you do, uh, you're probably pre-approved already. Mm. I've tried. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Even for that one? That's not like a high-level card. Oh, We're not talking about the Sapphire Suite here. I know. We're talking about the Freedom cards. This is like for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> well. Start paying those loans, man, because, you know, <sighs> you're a salary man now. you gotta, you got to get a proper I paid card. them. I, I finally... they. Fi- they now use third-party caller things. Mm. They don't even call themselves. Well, that might mean it's in collections. No. No, it, they just use a, another company? Yeah. Oh, they, interesting. They don't even make the calls themselves. I'm like, so who? What? Huh? <laughs> well, guess what? Somebody called. They're like, I, hi, I'm from AccuTrack. And I, oh, like, and I was like, well, we have ShopperTrack you know, at work. So I was like, did someone? What, what broke? Who's calling me? And they're like, oh, well, uh, really? I'm like, what is this about? They're like, well, oh, this is Sally Hoo-Ha from Navi. And I was like, fuck! Mm. Oh, you got me. That's you AccuTrack bitch. That's how how dare you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. A lot of shit got all fucked up because, you know, it, when, if you're like me and you had loans that were in default or near default right before COVID and then they got put on hold, they got all shuffled around to, like, different people. Oh. Like, some of mine stayed with the same providers I used to have, like Nelnet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one of them got moved to a thing called AidVantage now. Yeah, that's, they, so, that's you know, just Navient. Whatever they got name. bought by. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so they move your shit around and then mm-hmm. they call you or whatever, but... You know, I don't know. I, I recently just set up my auto pay on those things, and I'm just forgetting about them. I'm hoping mm. to not get any more phone calls. But, you know, I've paid a couple bills now, and it's so nice to know that $3 of my giant payments goes towards the principal, <laughs> and the rest goes to interest. <laughs> and that's on one of the loans. That's on the smallest one. The other one, it's all interest. I'm not paying any principal towards that. So, Ew. thanks for the low payments, but fuck, that's shitty, you know? It's a shitty feeling. How? That's why I bought $1,700 worth of Bitcoin the other day. But we'll talk about that later.
I don't. Is that still a thing? Yeah, absolutely, is it is still a thing. ETH is still a thing too. Huh. I've become more and more. I've done a lot of Bitcoin research oh God. recently, and I've become more and more convinced that anything except for Bitcoin is a scam. But Bitcoin is actually good. And I and I wish I would have listened to uh, the better angels of my nature back in the day and not sold my Bitcoin that I used to have because after it crashed last time I was like fuck it I can't handle this volatility I'm out and I just sold it all uh, which was stupid because yeah. when I bought it it was like ten thousand dollars and now it's sitting around like thirty six thousand dollars oh um uh but you know do you know about Bitcoin. Let's talk Bitcoin. <laughs> let's, let's maybe never talk about Bitcoin. There's but. a thing called the halving in Bitcoin. Every four years, the uh, existing, the capability of miners to extract the existing Bitcoin, the remaining Bitcoin, is cut in half. So the puzzles that you need to do to solve and create a Bitcoin, or well, mine a Bitcoin, become you know twice as difficult every four years. So it makes it difficult for the supply to increase. That having is coming up. And there's a pretty, you know, so far, it hasn't been around that long. There's a pretty direct correlation between bear, uh, bull markets in Bitcoin and, you know, when the having occurs. So my, my speculative gamble here is that the having, the third one in Bitcoin's existence, uh, will have an impact and Bitcoin might go over $100,000 at some point late next year or early 2025. So I'm going to sit on my little Bitcoin investment and then hopefully I can make a three or four bagger here. Huh. That's my idea. I also have more complex and philosophical ideas about Bitcoin. They're not my ideas, but they're ideas that I now share. There's people called Bitcoin maxis, Bitcoin maximalists. <sighs> That have a theory that uh, Bitcoin will be a great store of value when uh, fiat currency collapses. So I'm also using it as a hedge against that, just so you know. So people got to work on the names of stuff. <laughs> this sounds like some Middle Earth bullshit. And mm -hmm. like, you know, the orcs are coming from Mordor or whatever. You know, like, I want to go back to let's... Let's trade some sticks and some sheep and some goats, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you just need to get on the blockchain, man, you know, and start figuring out a uh, proof of work. And uh, you'll see that Bitcoin is a uh, more stable and solid investment than a fiat currency. It has a limited supply after all. That's not true of your dollars. What about goats? The greatest of all time? No, like actual goats. I don't know. Maybe like if you're playing that goat simulator game, you can <laughs> bounce them on a trampoline. You know, they can Vice make City or they whatever. can make milk and cheese, and I don't know if you eat. You can have yeah, you have goat curry. Mm -hmm. They're sterile, so it's kind of. No, have you ever had goat stuff. curry? I've had it a couple of times. Yeah. The elevator guys at the building I used to work in would always make it. Yeah, and you leave the bones in there. That's tricky. Well, you get these little tiny bones, little sometimes. shards. Yeah. yeah, that's not fun. But the roti is good. Yeah, and the goat curry is pretty good. Yeah. So There's something, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm going to be a goat farmer. I'm going to give up city living. Uh, well, maybe. You've always wanted to do this. You've yeah. always wanted to do this farming thing. But this is like yeah, a common urbanite fantasy. Yeah, but not like, you know, yeah, I want to live in a yurt somewhere and, you know, hand crochet things. I always just really wonder how that would go for you. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Not great. Do you think that yurts have electricity? 
Like in your fantasy, is that what you're imagining? Maybe you... my yurt would be like a geodesic dome, you know? Oh, like a biodome. Yeah. <laughs> you, you Me and Polly Shore. You want to get locked somewhere in Arizona with Polly Shore. <sighs> that sounds like hell. In a building owned by Steve Bannon. Did you know that? Steve Bannon was an early investor in the real biodome. Excuse me. He was, yeah. Steve Bannon, the barber jacket wearing yes, uh, red, patchy red face man? The double popped collar wearing Steve Bannon. I mean, listen, it's, it's not a bad idea of dressing, but when you look like a sack of mashed potatoes, not great. You think double popped collar is not a bad way of dressing? I rock a double popped collar on the, on wow. the regs. Jeez. Why two? I've never I've never heard a sufficient ex- explanation. Well, for I two. guess I guess I take that back. <clears throat> One collar is down and buttoned down, and the other collar is popped. But it's two collared shirts on top of each other. Uh, there's plenty of instances I think where you well, it's two shirts, yeah. or are you talking about a jacket here, or like a heavy shirt? Like a heavy shirt. I think a heavy shirt over a lighter shirt is acceptable. There needs to be a difference in weight. But yeah. when you're talking about two like essentially polyester or nylon polo shirts. With double pop collar, I've That's never, great. I've never understood that. No, I don't get it. As you shouldn't. That doesn't make any sense. I used to wear uh, white undershirts that were several inches longer than my oversized regular T-shirt when I was younger. That was the style in the early two thousands. Why? Uh, because I was a hip hop skateboarder. So you wanted to keep your nice T-shirt nice. Uh, I didn't really think about it. It was just for pure aesthetics. It wasn't for like shirt protection. I thought it was to keep the pit stains on a non. Well, I'm sure t-shirt. originally that is what it was for. But in my case, I was getting the pit stains on the white shirt, and then I was skating right, so I was falling down on the asphalt all the time and still ruining oh the outer shirt. So it wasn't really a protective thing. It was more just for steez. Fuck was that word? <laughs> you never heard that word? Steez, style. Steezy? What Did what are these words that you were throwing at me today? <laughs> Excuse me? I don't <sighs> now people might call it swag or swagger, swagger jacking. Back then we would have called it Steez. Swagger jacking is title of F, just first of all. <laughs> Second of all, excuse me? I'm old. I'm yeah, that's what the kids say if you if you copy their style, you're swagger jacking. Swag jacking. Swag jacking. We got to go down potato farm and swag jack them. Yeah, what in the <laughs> eating Gilbert grape of, of that is that? Oh, no. Or no, that was Sling Blade. That was closer to Sling Blade. Yeah, that was that... closer to Billy Bob, yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Huh. I've never seen Sling Blade. Neither I really need I. to watch Is it that. a real movie? It is, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, apparently it's very good, too. You know, Billy Bob Thornton's reputation, as I know it, is just for dating Angelina Jolie and like having like a vial of her blood around her neck, around his neck. Yeah. That's all I really know, is that he's kind of an eccentric character. But I think he was a well-respected well-respect, actor in the 90s. I 80s. think he... He is probably a good... He's still in stuff occasionally. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't see him around, but probably. I was just talking about how I never go to the movies or watch them. So That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Well, I feel like I... I don't know. Well, I, hey. I haven't been to a movie in a while. I mean, I watched a Welsh horror movie for Halloween movie night. 
that movie was brought to you. Yeah, but it was brought to me. Yeah. I didn't have a choice in the matter. That was a good movie. Did I describe that on here? No. It was called The Feast. First of all, I liked listening to Welsh people talk. It's all in Welsh. Ooh, which what a mess. Doesn't at all sound like English, but you almost feel like you can understand it. Mm. It's this strange thing. I wonder if it's like when Japanese people like listen to Chinese, it's like you don't understand a word of it, but it's so much closer to your language than English that you might kind of feel like it's related. You you can pick out a thing here and there. That's how I feel about Welsh to English. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, like I don't literally understand any of this but like all of the uh like tone and inflection is similar enough that you're like i get what they're saying and then much like a lot of foreign languages these days they kind of spanglish it where they throw in an english word here or there just because there's probably not a welsh word for it or whatever Mm. or it just happens to be the same word in this case every time they say fuck i wanted to laugh out loud because there's a lot of f-bombs in the movie Mm. and it's just you know welsh just sounds like fucking hobbit gibberish fuck and you're like that's just an american accented fuck every (laughs) once in a while and it's very funny like someone just put the like like used it on a soundboard yeah it sounds like it's clipped out it sounds like a wilhelm scream or whatever just like inserted into the movie with with the f word i mean kind of funny which is great so that that was entertaining me the entire time but then the movie also happened to be interesting and good Hmm. it was sort of like a it was sort of like a folk horror movie. It was about like a, a nature spirit in the countryside of Wales that was unleashed by, you know, greedy rich people. And oh. then it comes and takes revenge on them through the body of their servant. Oh. So it sort of got this like parasite undertone huh. where it's like their their exploitative and indulgent behavior like comes back to haunt them. And this thing kills their whole family. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, kind of it was beautiful looking. Wales seemed interesting. The Welsh people, not so interesting to look at. Well, interesting to look at, but not in a good way. Like, that's real potato people. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, it's like a politician's family. It's like him and his wife and his kids, and Mm. their kids are all fucked up, and they're all, like, corrupt and weird. And they're supposed to be, like, the sexy Welsh people. And, yeah, I don't don't know about that. Oof. Especially the, the, the two boys in the movie. They're not boys. The the two grown sons. They're supposed to be like 20 years old and like probably 28 years old. Uh-huh. They look... I wonder what you would think. I, I would actually like to know from someone who is attracted to males whether these two men are sexy or not. Can I look it up right now? Definitely. No. Please do. Because I found them both like so aggressively repulsive. That I couldn't believe that, like, these are the two best-looking, like, young men they could find in Wales. It's like, called, It's called the... The Feast. The Feast? Mm-hmm. Is that a 2021 film? Correct. Yeah, it's recent. So, like, there's an older guy, the politician dad. I thought he was pretty, pretty good-looking, you know? He's, like, a square-jawed, bearded, masculine man. But his sons, I was like, this is disgusting. These guys are gross. I'm not seeing... It's just the... The girl. Oh, the lead actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was great in the mo- in the movie, honestly. But um, let's see if I can find it. I said feast movie guys. I should probably put actors. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would probably <laughs> help the feast movie guys. <laughs> the wow. feast movie guys. You know, this guy looks like the guy from 
Black Flag, Tim Rollins. Oh, he does. But wait, that's not the movie. Oh, that's a different movie called Feast. So sorry. So this is one of the guys right here. This guy. He's supposed to be like a doctor and a sex pest. And he's like a weird pervert in the movie. But he's got pervert features. There's all these action shots of him like riding his bike. He's like training for a triathlon at the beginning of the movie. This one's hot. Oh, that's the younger one. Oh, okay, yeah. so you're an Epstein type. But, well, we all knew that. What? That guy's hot? Yeah, he's oh, like Oh, Jesus. He 28. looks like Peter Dinklage, but he's 6'1". Yeah. And he has dyed blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm that's not saying... That's what Paul Mezcal looks like. I'm not saying Peter Dinklage is a bad-looking man. I'm just saying that like when you... If someone stretched out Dinklage, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, that was very Freudian. I think that's what you <laughs> want to do to him, not what you want to have happen to him. I mean, like Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, like you just, you know, grab grab the feet and then grab his head and just kind of like. Whoop. Oh my God! I mean, it's early in the night, man. Do you want to just start this episode <laughs> over? That was insane. I haven't <laughs> noticed that the beer is closed. And yeah, I yeah. Even have. <laughs> this is what happens in nappy time. You're just I'm so deal. sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is like 4 a.m. and uh, in Christian Marclay is the clock. When we blow through Will's nap time, Ooh. it gets very abstract and time. you never know what's going to happen. Time is a flat circle now. Yeah, oh no. Absolutely. Oh, especially, you know, you you barely saw any daylight today. I did I saw so much daylight. That's true. You were outside. I saw before. 40 minutes of of daylight. I barely saw any daylight yeah. today. You know. I've been I've been having a very uh copium mindset where i'm like at least it's light in the morning now but that doesn't satiate you no it does feel kind of nice to like have the morning light come in through the window while you're like getting ready for work but you know i don't need that that's cold comfort compared to having post-work daylight i like one day like last week i was like is it gonna rain why is it so dark and it's four o'clock and they're like because daylight savings time is Mm -hmm. over and i said you go fuck yourself i don't like that answer thank you so much um yeah i don't know i keep trying to think up justifications for why it doesn't bother me i'm Mm -hmm. like okay well the days are gonna start getting longer soon which is true oh right uh and then i'm like yeah well you know i'm older now time goes faster this really only goes till like march that's not that bad i can handle that but then we gotta you know talk to me again in like january Oh, February. Pale and sad. Because at least the end of the year is punctuated by a lot of exciting things. You know, the fat holidays are coming up. You know, you're moving and yeah. shaking. Work is kind of busy, at, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Like, towards the end of the year, you kind of just fly through November and December. December is a, a do-nothing. You just have to just make it through. Mm-hmm. Like, most people are like, Maybe we can table that until January. Ex- well, I was just going to say, I was sent a meme today that... uh said uh was it the dog meme it's the dog meme that says it's starting to feel like let's circle back around the holidays time. after the ho- after the holidays and everybody yeah. loves that time and for me that time begins like december 7th i would say i think oh, the first week of december you have to participate like it's normal and then after that you can once be like, mm. well for you once miami basel is over that's what i'm saying yeah once that art world is gone, on vacation mm-hmm. uh-uh. it starts then Oh, by the way, please remind me. I don't think I'll forget, but I have major after-show content oh. that revolves around inside business. Ooh. Um, I have a really funny... You know, I'll, I'll remember. Yeah, but please do. But speaking of really fun, 
you know how like the New York Post doesn't doesn't miss when it comes to headlines? They truly don't. Uh, artist Helen Frankenthaler's relatives accused of grabstract expressionism. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, you wait, know, so did somebody touch somebody, or what are they talking about exactly? I don't get no, what it's it a means. Money grab. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. The the foundation they're selling it off, huh? No, the foundation is mis- misappropriating funds. Well, well, they they fired the chair, and then he's like, "Well, you guys are misusing all the money." Really? Um, because apparently there's lots of, you know, generations removed artists in the family. Uh huh. And they've been using the foundation to bump up their own careers and get their work into museums. Oh. Via promise, promise, bleh, promise gifts and such. Oh well, and I'm wh- like, well, that's just horse trading, sweetie. Yeah, that's just what, what, what sense is that a scandal? Yeah. Uh, how do you think of what's his name, Corey Ryman or whatever? You know, Robert Ryman's children both make terrible art. One's like, don't a, all three of them do terrible? Somebody's arts? like a dancer, and then I think there's like two visual artists, and it's like, who did that stupid flower? That's what I'm Academy. talking about, stupid flower. I want to call him Corey Ryman, but I know no, that's Cord- not Cordy Cordry Ryman did those like minimal things okay yeah but in both cases it's like what is that i mean kiki smith for god's oh. sake is a, oh she's that a failed right. daughter. like yeah. Kate, mm-hmm. katie nolan like there's there's plenty of examples like what are we talking about mm-hmm. here what's the problem with that i think you know maybe maybe the frankenthaler kids just didn't inherit the talent that some of these other people did and i mean i've never heard of these people so yeah that's very true also did you know but trading on your name, I mean, wh- on, you got to do it. What well, are you talking they, about? But they're also like sitting on the board of the foundation, so they're using. Well, not also. For, I mean, it does sound interest. like straightforward extortion. Well, I'm sure in these other cases that happens a little bit, but it's like it's misappropriating funds because it's also like donations. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think you could call it legal ex- legally extortion, but like that's what they're doing. They're saying we're not going to give you the painting you want unless you acquire my work too. Oh, right. That's pretty quid pro quo like corrupt exchange yeah but i just feel like i'm not very surprised by that no because it happens all the time um i also didn't know this is a really great photo sorry they they were just like swinging for the fences with this one oh that's her oh her and george w he gave her the um wow the medal of freedom did she get a freedom medal? She, she got a national endowment of the arts medal. Oh, they gave the woman the lesser one. Yeah, I was like John well, Jasper uh, Johns from from uh, uh, from o, o Bungler. Yeah, Bear, he got the he got the freedom medal. Yeah, which is like the medal of honor for civilians. And he's got the stupid little smile on. Yeah, he's got the. God, I want a presidential medal of freedom so bad. What? Why? Yeah, I actually I don't. I really what I really want is a medal of honor from doing something from war. brave in combat. Oh. That's probably not going to happen for I you. I know that isn't probably going to happen. You know, do you, have I told you about my favorite bit to do with Ray? Oh god. I think I don't I, need to know what happens in the bedroom. I think I have it's not a bedroom, <laughs> believe me. My favorite thing to do is every once in a while I'll be like if I died in a war and w- wrote you a sad letter, would you cry? I like to just throw that out there once every like three weeks because I like to listen to sad letters from the Civil War and from World War One, and I cry while I listen to them. And then I'm like, would you cry if I died in combat and wrote you a sad letter beforehand? And I, I would encourage everyone with a significant other to do this with your partner and see what they say. I think it's a good sign if they say they would cry and that they would never stop crying. That's what you want. What? 
<laughs> the fuck is that's wrong the, with you? That's the desirable outcome. If you talk to your partner and they, they wouldn't cry if you wrote them a sad letter prior to your death in combat, you might want to reevaluate your relationship. What are these emo letters that p- these men are... Like, all of these men were oh. like proto-members of Thursday? Oh, don't get me started. I mean, l- listen to the Sullivan Blue letter. Oh, Everyone good. pause this episode and take to YouTube and l- and listen to the Sullivan Blue letter from the American Civil War. He was a major, and he died, you know? And he talks about how his page... On which side? On the Union side. Okay. We don't get to read the sad ones from the bad side. Okay, good. Uh, but yeah. They're probably misspelled anyway. He talks about how he, you know... His love for his partner is deathless, but his patriotism comes over him like a strong wind and carries him with bound chains to the battlefield. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. His patriotism is the guy next to him named Pat who carries him carries him at night. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't think so. I think if you listen to this, you would change your mind. You know? And, of course, my other, my other classic favorite is uh, Captain Charles May, 22nd Manchester Regiment. Uh, who wrote his wife before uh, dying the next day in the Battle of the Somme. Well... I mean, heartbreaking, beautiful last letters home. You know, it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. And if your partner wouldn't cry if you did that, you're you're in a bad relationship. That's I think that's the gold standard. And I think you got to check. you got to take the temperature of your relationship every three weeks and say, if I died in a war, would you cry? And if the a- answer's ever no... You got to start over. <laughs> you can't get a no to that question. If you get I a mean, no to that question, it's over for you. It's over for you, hoes. I th- I feel like the real answer would be mm, I don't know. It depends on the day, you know. Wow. But I'm a heartless bitch. You so. really are. You truly are. You know. Wow. Mm. I'd be like, well, is it funny? Is it going to be a funny cry or a sad cry? Oh, they're always sad. I mean, it's it's sad, but it it. it Fills your heart with uh, so much idealism. Men love for a better time. Men love nothing more than hyping themselves up to be, you know, like there's something maudlin about all all, you know, straight male activities. What does maudlin mean? I don't know. I sounded right. I, I think I get the gist of what you're like saying. Like it's but over, you know, grandiose, but like over the top. Like melodramatic. L- yeah. Like. Well, here's the thing. I mean, the expectation of a man in society. I mean, everybody likes to think that our, you know, our liberal democracy of the last 20 or 30 years is an exception to this rule that we've opened things up and everyone is supposed to feel their feelings and stuff. Maudlin, self-pitying or tearfully sentimental. Often through drunkenness. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know... Uh, Guys have two scotches and they're like, I was... Uh, I had nothing more to give but all that I had to give. Uh, exactly. A healthy... Uh, if a healthy, red-blooded male is not delivering you like a Winston Churchill quote after they've had a couple of scotches and like perhaps one tear falls down their cheek, they are not a man. I mean... Men are maudlin, yes. That at the core, I think this is the truth. Yeah, that's why you cry and watch Field of Dreams. Exactly, exactly Ugh. right. Field of Dreams as a movie is a perfect example of maudlin aesthetics. It's also psycho. It is also a road trip movie. All of a sudden, well, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, what, "Why are we going on a fucking like, you know, again a Hobbit journey 
to collect all these people. You know, it's funny that you mentioned this because I just rewatched Field of Dreams for the umpteenth time like three weeks ago. Shocking. And uh, I was a little... I always like... Much like Aquaman... <laughs> I've seen Field of Dreams a billion times, but You've it kind Uncle of man billions. Of no, times. no, okay. but it kind of leaves my memory in a similar way, where like it's always an exciting experience to you know throw on Field of Dreams because you're like, wow, I'm going to experience this like wonderful maudlin sentimental uh-huh. like little journey. But every time I watch it, I always forget that the last two thirds of the movie are uh, Darth Vader and Kevin Costner like in a van bantering with each other yeah <laughs> and that and that they so- have to go pick up cranky Jer- james earl jones who doesn't want to deal with anybody well and that part just because they were hippies once that part in itself doesn't bother me but it's the hippie element there is so much boomer nostalgia for the 1960s yeah. like i don't think there's a movie where the where the two words the 60s appear in the dialogue or the narration more hmm they say yeah. things about the 60s as this, like, golden age for them that it it's kind of incredible. I can't wait until – because we're getting to this age. I can't wait until the time when millennials can look back on themselves and do exactly this because they will do it. Like, there will be movies that are set in 2040 that are about the early 2000s in exactly the same way as the 60s. I mean, this is, people already do this. If you'll pry my skinny jeans on my cold, dead hands on TikTok. And I'm like, you're 35. What the fuck are you doing on TikTok? Well, exactly. We're seeing it begin with things like that. Yeah. You know, h- history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. Like, it won't be in exactly the same form. It won't take the form of a Hollywood movie starring Kevin Costner. Mm. It's not like Timothy Chalamet is, you know, going to be in middle age and, like, representing us as a generation. No, that's he's not a how, forever twink. That's not how things work anymore. But th- the mere fact that people can't stand their skinny jeans being pried away from them yeah. is evidence enough that we are like the people we despise. And we are going to create content exactly along these lines. Forrest Gump, Field of Dreams, totally sappy bullshit about how great the world was from 9-11 until the financial crisis. I guarantee But it wasn't. The it bu- was the, bad. The Bush years are going to be revised, as they already are, politically for convenient reasons, but they're going to be revised with this like gloss to them. And you're going to watch what, like movies with a postal service soundtrack, yeah, oh and it's going to be great. I, Yeah, be like we should have never left Afghanistan because you've already seen Gen X do this, right? Like Jonah Hill made that like skateboarding movie called like Mid Nineties Movie, and it was about what? like you don't remember that? That was like kind of famous right before COVID, like 2019 or so. He came out with Mid Nineties Movie. I don't remember that and at all. I think you that... know Richard Linklater has been doing this for a long time. That's his shtick, though. Exactly, but Gen X has been doing this. Yeah. We're gonna get there too, and I, I can't wait to see sappy content from millennials I that mean, think they're so jaded and cynical but i heard modest mouse the other day and went what the fuck is this i was like take this screaming man and get him off the radio i don't want to float on anymore take it away Ooh, yeah i mean that album is where it started to go downhill in my opinion but that's when it was in culture you know no that's true though that's true though yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna hear float on as the credit sequence of a but everyone's going to be 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a movie about looking back. Ugh. 
I kind of can't wait for it. I mean, that's my shit. Like, I'm excited. Did you, by any chance, see the Miranda July video where I think she's fully, I think she's nuts. You know, when everyone thought she was, like, so brave, so brilliant. Yeah. She has a closet that, like, when she hits a problem, like a road, like a writing roadblock problem, she just does goofy dances in jackets. And I'm like... Huh? I like, I don't like, she's got crazy eyes. She's got the Amber Heard crazy eyes, but in a different way. Well, listen, I don't know that much about Miranda July, but I get the sense that she's cut from the same cloth as like Noah Baumbach. Is that right? Mm. Like a whole kind of like twee aesthetic. A little. That was yeah. very indie rock. Yeah. See, I almost see, like, they don't have a name, but I think there's a tweener generation between Gen X and proper millennials that were really taken by this type of thing. Like... Like Zoe Deschanel people? Yes. Like, epic bacon, they, I'm quirky Yeah, but people. they just turned into, like, live, laugh, love people. Yeah. They kind of dissipated in, yeah. into normie-dumb. Yeah. Um... But like you but can't, that's what happens you can't to like, all things. That's I, what we're talking about. I liken here. it to like David Shrigley. D- who's that? You know the drawing guy? He does the drawings? Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. He did, you know the restaurant Sketch in London? No. Okay. Is that like American Psycho where they give you crayons and you draw on the table, but it's like a Michelin star? No, honestly, that sounds fun. Um, <laughs> no, Sketch, it was like an all, it was like an all pink tea room. With oh. Like... This is where, you know, millennial pink came into, like, hmm. the big thing. So it was, like, pink and brass and every... Rich Sounds wa- like a John Waters movie. No, I mean, velvet. A lot of velvet. Yeah, it sounds like a John Waters movie. Yeah, but fancy, not cheap. Okay. You know. Um, And then it just took over every, like, you know, PMC millennial woman's life of, like, well, I'll just make everything pink velvet. The pink velvet couches that emerged... Hmm. I, I'm not really sure I know what you're talking about. I mean, the the thing that comes to mind is there's a whole uh, brand of influencers that are college girls from the South. Excuse me? Yeah. Apparently, this is like a TikTok slash Instagram thing where co- uh, Southern college girls dorm rooms are like a whole genre of things that people follow. And they look a lot like what you're describing. Well, oh, you're showing me some weird little il- David Sh- illustrations yeah. of a raccoon and of a lemon drawn in kind of like a, you know, who's yeah, the... Yeah, this is Sketch London, or in its first iteration. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, John Waters, sort of. Well... But they try to elevate it a little bit. it's elevated, bit. you know? It's not, though. It looks like North Korea. It looks like a Kim Jong... It, it, you know, a portrait of Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il should be like hung up in the background it looks like a what's the guy the royal tenant bombs guy yeah wes anderson it looks like a wes anderson wes set. anderson is actually exactly He's who we should have been yeah. talking about mm-hmm. the whole time he he bridges this gap perfectly yeah and i would say you know much like much like bombach and uh greta gerwig and stuff like they're all of a piece i think yeah, wes anderson's maybe yeah, a little older of everything yes Ugh. francis hoffication you know that the thing is the thing that's different about millennials maybe than the boomers or you know whatever we're talking about here that tweener generation is like they were s- sentimental in real time about their own lives yeah 
and like tweeing up their own experience. I don't think it's going to be that for no. younger millennials as they as they reach beyond middle age when you can no longer pretend to be young. Like I think these old categories of like, yeah. you know, adolescent and then like young adult and then middle I almost don't think they apply anymore because everybody's development is so arrested mm-hmm. that they you just feel the same forever. And that's what all old people say is I still feel young, but Oh no, I feel aged every day. But anyway, I think that there'll be I think there'll be a different version that isn't like stylized in the same way as a Wes Anderson. It'll be a little more straightforward. Like Field of Dreams, the movie itself from a, like a cinematography perspective and stuff, it's not it's styleless. Yeah, it's that's pretty, kind yeah. of why it works as like a timeless feature about like a certain moral vision of a generation and a certain uh, sentimental vision of what a family is. Like, that's why the movie's effective. There's a universality because the style of the late 80s doesn't really get in the way of the message. Whereas, like, I've never liked Wes Anderson because the only thing that's there for me is style. I'm sure there's some substance behind it. But if you if you don't have buy-in with the twee quality of it, mm-hmm. it's just off-putting. And I think yeah. that same thing about Bombach. I think that same thing about Greta Gerwig. There's a stylization that is no good. Yeah. But I can't wait for, like, hard-nosed realism about our generation's youth that's mm. also sentimental. Like, I I think that's going to happen. You want Rent 20... No, 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 because, again, John Waters. He... Uh, he wasn't... Didn't he direct... Oh, no, 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 what? what? He did Hairspray. Sorry. They're I got very I... different move. Very different things. Listen, gay Broadway productions with t- tomato, tomato. One's about <laughs> a hair salon and a fat girl singing, and the other one is about kids dying of AIDS. My point is what I don't want is the theatricality. I mean... I think let's leave that aside. Let's yeah, like... but you know who's in charge of, you know, documenting, you know, millennial aesthetics? Lena Leander Durnham. Yeah, but no, they're not though. She like, wanted to be a voice of a generation. Yeah, you can't want to be it. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know who directed Field of Dreams. You know what I'm talking about? We just need like a working director. Isn't it a Paul Schrader movie? I don't think it's a Paul Schrader movie. No. Uh, anyway, you know, like we need some anonymity to it, and it's not like there can't be some magical realism in there. But the problem is the magical realism can't be the point. Like, you watch a Wes Anderson movie, you know, and it's like the the background is like fake paper cutout things. And oh, yeah. everybody's dialogue is so heightened. It's like it's in the way. The magical realism in Field of Dreams, Shoeless Joe Jackson shows up out of the fucking cornfield. You buy every second of it. They never explain to you why that happens. That's true. It's just like there. And you're like, fine. Oh, Phil... Alden Robinson. Exactly. No one's ever heard of this guy. He's not a voice of a generation. I'll tell you that right now. No. Did you ever watch Sneakers? Mm-mm. Never heard of it. Well, I mean, stacked cast. Good God. Um, but, yeah. Oops. He did He did his one and done, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of back to the beginning of this conversation where with, like, all the failing franchise movies, mm-hmm. we've talked about this before, where they might go back to, like, sort of mid-budget model. Yeah. Of, like, we can't make money spending a quarter billion dollars every time. I want to see some good rom-coms. I've said this before, but I, I stand by it. It's coming back around. It's been a rom-com bear market. Really? But much like Bitcoin, it'll come back, baby. Huh. 
Yeah, like, I mean, I think it will. There's supposed to be the. I mean, I guess that like Jennifer Lawrence movie about her like seducing a 19 year old for money. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Oh, it's on Netflix. Wait a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do kind of know what you're talking about. Like that's supposed to be a rom com, and I'm like, no, that's just like a shameless kind of thing. Like you can't do. You can't just invert the <clears throat> the shtick of a rom com and sub sub out the genders yeah. and be like it's good now. Like all of you that, can't, she's all that. With no, her. All no. of that is kind of what's falling apart. I think when people stop like politicizing the movies, we'll get back to some of this lighthearted fare. I think the problem is that the world around you has to also be like conducive to letting that happen. Oh yeah, no, no one wants to have any fun. Yeah, nobody wants to have fun because everyone's posting about, you know, from the river to the sea or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you guys, I don't know. I would rather watch a, Yeah, I'd rather watch that Jennifer Lawrence movie, frankly, which I'm not going to watch. No. But if I if gun to my head, I have to go to like a protest or I have to watch the Jennifer Lawrence movie. It's an easy pick for me. I mean, but I think for a lot of people, that's not a, such an easy pick. I think for a lot of people, they go, obviously, I support, you know, decolonization and I don't support the movie industrial complex. So, you know, if that's where your head's at, you're not going to make a fucking rom-com. And I think that's where a lot of people's head's at. That's my definitive take on I think politics. They, I think people... <laughs> I'm, see, and I'm just like, you know, I think people got to get, you know, rom-com pilled, you know? Yeah, of course. We need more movies like Spy. I don't think I've ever seen that. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, right. That's like one of the last ones. I feel like 2011, 10. Yeah. I, well, I saw a thing that was like... We That's need not to... a rom-com exactly, but just a, just a comedy. Well, people are having nostalgia for Austin Powers. Oh, that's been going on. And I'm like, huh. I mean, remember when we watched The Love Guru? <laughs> I feel like Great that movie. was a fantastic experience. Talk about another fever dream of a movie that, like, it's fun, though. You watch Vern Troyer smoke a hookah and fall down? I mean, it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my I life. Cr- I cried. <laughs> I'm crying right now. I mean, <laughs> the joy it brings. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, oh, that hurt. Oh, <laughs> that's what you, that's what you need after a good workout. If they just played the Love Guru on the gym TVs instead Ooh. of like BattleBots, everybody oh, yeah. would be in a much better mood. You know? Oh, I mean, do you know how terrible it is to be like, okay, you know, we're running, and instead of Law and Order SVU on CNN, I'm like, you know, I just want to see like Stabler and Benson solve a crime and about. 40 minutes here like come on you know the bad guy's gonna go away or get away with it either one yeah come on well you know you know for sure that the third character introduced on the show is the bad guy yeah i mean there's something nice about something so formulaic that every time you watch it you're like i know exactly what's going to happen this i mean this is why you watch friends yeah but like oh by the way oh god I get weird Google News updates, uh-huh. and uh, Matthew Perry, of course, has been all over it. 
R.I.P. Chandler. My, my dad sent me a text. Ron sent me a text that said R.I.P. Chandler with a broken heart next to him. <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, oh. He's bored. He just got surgery, so oh, he's, yeah, he's texting yeah. a lot. But um, So I get these Matthew Perry updates, and I learned from some, Us Weekly or some absolute rag that at one point the writers of Friends were going to have Chandler cheat on Monica – and Matthew Perry stepped in and was like, the audience will never forgive the character. Like, unless you want to write me off, please don't do this. And they didn't do it. I mean, he's right. He is absolutely right. That would have been impossible That would have also overcome. ruined the show. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, you know, it happens between Wa- Ross and Rachel, but... Yeah, but because Ross is a putz. Yeah, well, it's, and Rachel, you, neither of them are good people, like, on the face of it. Oh, no. You never expect them to be. But Chandler... Monica's like kind of just dorky and more or less innocent and chandler at the end of the day is like kind of righteous he's like not a bad person he's snarky and shitty or whatever like he's a lot like you you're a chandler archetype (sighs) where it's like you got to get to know him and then you're like oh yeah yeah it was just all the cocaine yeah um so good call matthew perry yeah i mean mm. he's also just looking for job security i'm sure he's like please don't don't make like, me get written off the like, show. We're doing renegotiations and I can make a million dollars an episode. What I the fuck are you doing? I need $20 million a year in residuals so I can die in my hot tub fat and bloated, okay? Honestly. That's the way everybody wants to go. I mean, yeah. everyone's feeling bad for Matthew Perry right now. Yeah. You know? How old was he? Uh, early 60s, probably. I mean, late no. 50s. 50? 55? I bet he was 60. I mean, when they were filming Friends, all those people were in their early 30s. So. Oh, right. No, they were like 20-somethings. They weren't. Are we sure? When they first started that show, which was in the late 90s, by the way, mm. I think the youngest of them were like 27, so 27, oh. 28. So by the time that show was over, they were in their late 30s. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, you you got to remember, this was the 90s going into the 2000s, where if you were in a high school comedy movie, you were 29 years yeah. old. Like They were supposed to represent people... Actually, this isn't true. I looked into this when we were watching Friends a lot. I always thought, okay, obviously the actors are a little bit older and they're supposed to be representing people that are younger, right? Because that's how things worked back then. Yeah. But that wasn't true. They were supposed to be their age? They were supposed to be their age. Huh. Which is interesting. Then why does Monica have the only job? And I guess... I think you're misremembering, man. I can tell you as a Friends aficionado that Monica is unemployed for an incredible amount of time in that show. I thought she was a chef. Well, she is, and then she gets her, like, you know, she's trying to make that work at the beginning, and mm-hmm. then she gets fired from her dream job. I forget why. Oh. And she doesn't have a job for, like, two or three seasons. And then her uh, lover, played by John Favreau, who's supposed to represent a billionaire, probably millionaire at that time, yeah, uh, pays to open a restaurant so that she will date him. And she doesn't date him, but she opens the but he opens the restaurant anyway, and she gets her dream job after all. But huh. that's like a three season arc. Oh, so the whole middle period of Friends, Monica's completely unemployed. Oh, and her parents are giving her a hard time, and the landlord or not the the super of the building is about to kick her out because she's just riding on her grandma's lease, and mm-hmm. they know she's not paying a lot of rent. There's there's a lot about this huh. in the show. The only person that's employed gainfully the entire Chandler. 
time is Chandler. And the constant running joke, and you never find out exactly what he does, is that nobody knows what he does for work. For example, there's an iconic episode where they have, like, uh, Monica and Rachel versus Chandler and Joey for who takes which apartment. Oh, I remember With Ross as the uh, quiz master delivering them questions Mm -hmm. about each other. And, of course, they get all the questions right. And the determining question for who gets which apartment is, what is Chandler Bing's job? And no one can answer it. And therefore, Joey and Chandler get Monica's apartment. And that happens for a whole season. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Until you get like deep <clears throat> into the Friends verse. I mean, talk about a reboot. It's too bad Perry just kicked it. Well, they Kevin could... Feige should have done the Avengers starring the cast of Friends <laughs> with all their Christ. weird plastic surgery in their early 60s. I mean, I would I would watch that before I would watch, you know, Why don't they... Robert Downey Jr. come back. I mean, why don't they just redo that? I Friends with young people. I that seems like a Hulu mm. thing that they would do. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried that. That seems very on brand for streaming things. It's just dumb enough... The problem is you can't have all the fun jokes about Chandler's dad being gay and how everyone thinks that's weird. Uh, You can't have all the gay panic between Joey and Chandler. Mm. Uh, You can't have Fat Monica jokes. I mean, there's a lot about Friends that you can't do anymore that makes it really fun to watch, honestly. Oh. Well. Anyways, I don't know what this episode was, so I really I do apologize to the listener. Oh, it's fine. On behalf of Green and Lewis. No, there we found the title of the episode very early. I just have to I think there was plenty of titles of that Yeah. I think you're going to have to go through and figure much figure like out Aquaman, what was this? Do you remember it and what should the title be? Well, I was I mean, I was supposed to go do Manit and Digas today and I just mm. didn't I was like, no, I have no time. Because it was too nice. I didn't want to spoil the nice day. I'll do that on Monday. That happens when you wake up only for six hours of it. Well, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, let's let's move on, huh? To the after show. It seems yeah. so early to after show. I love it. Here we I are. I love it. All right. I think I hit the button, though. <laughs>